0: Amen for Wednesday evening Bible study. How many knows that midweek matters? Amen. I've got to have the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I give honor to our guests tonight. We are so glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Every one of you. Each and every one of you. Thank you all for being here. I... You know, tonight, we—I uh, know—and this is, first of all, it's—it's it's a powerful thing when people come together on midweek service, because I know that much of it is sacrifice, and uh, I see a, a many times a more powerful move on Wednesday, because if you have, if you've made your way to the house of God. Amen, through your work day and through half of your work week and you're facing problems and situations and troubles and trials and we find ourselves here, my, what a testament, amen, that we just love God. Praise the Lord. We've got a church full of people here that love God and I I give honor to every one of you. Praise the Lord. I look today across this house. Amen. To teachers that are gathered in this house. I, Looking out, I see Sister Gregory and Brother Gregory. I, these are some of the greatest folks in the world. Amen. She was here this morning at 7.30. She's worked her school day. She stayed after school. Lives in Henderson. And here she is at tonight's service. Amen. Still here. Amen. 12, 13 hours later. And uh, has a long drive home and then back up again in the morning. Brother and Sister Gregory, I give you honor tonight. And I thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. And I I could go one by one across this congregation. I, I hope you all don't mind me. Amen. Just mentioning some for their faithfulness. But God is good, isn't he? Yes, he is. He is good all the time. I gathered today in the house and, and was in much prayer. And God spoke to me a word. And, and I'm going to tell you probably tonight, I won't finish with this. But uh, he's been speaking to me very deeply over the past few weeks. And today as I knelt in prayer, he spoke some words to me. We're living today in an age that we don't have time for fluff anymore. We we don't have time. Uh, we we know that we look for put together messages and well uh, choreographed messages, everything pieced together and fitting, and that's proper. But I want to tell us tonight that I've got to have the word of truth in my life. I've got to have the Lord speak His word unto me, and I want us to know tonight that I cannot cherry. Pick the Word of God. I don't have that authority. I, I have to preach it according to the Word of God. And uh, so tonight, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let us know that in my preaching, you would say, Brother Cook, why would you preach on some of these things? I want to tell the church and everybody gathered in this place this. This pastor's trying to get us ready for the last of the last days. And I believe today that we are going to go before tribulation. That has been my belief since the beginning. Some in here may believe differently. But I believe that. But I'm going to tell you this. We better love God enough. That if it's during or after. That we love God. And we never let go of this truth. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? Amen. I've got to love him enough. That I'm willing to go through whatever I've got to go through to preach the word of God. Amen. And I want you to know that that word of God, I say this all the time. It's sharper than any two-edged sword dividing asunder soul and spirit, bone and marrow. Amen. It is what they call in, in Greek, marismos. It's the dividing asunder is what that word does. That's why the Bible tells us. I know that that I'm preempting this word a lot. but That's why the Bible tells us this. That we are washed by the water of the word of God. Amen. The spirit convicts. But that word, that word does its work in us that nothing else will do. Praise God. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the word tonight for a little while. I know that we have had a phenomenal few moments of worship tonight in this place. I know that it's 30 minutes after. And I'm asking you tonight, would you, would you help me to preach for 30 to 40 minutes tonight? Would you, would you help me do that tonight as the Word of God is delivered? Matthew 24. We're going to begin verses 1 through 5. Praise God. Verses 1 through 5. And then we are going to read verses 11 and 24. Amen. When you get that, say amen. You don't have your Bibles? The word is on the wall. The Bible said, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, this is Jesus, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, When shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? They knew then that there would be an end. I want to tell everyone that the sinner on the street knows that there's an end to this thing. You don't have to be deeply spiritual today to understand this, that there is an end to this. And Jesus answered and said, unto them take heed that no man deceive you for many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many hear me tonight verse 24 and there shall arise a false Christ not just one but false Christ and false prophets, plural, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, hear this, they shall deceive the very elect. I want to preach or teach on this topic tonight the age of deception. The age of deception. I want to preach to us right where we are tonight. I want us to understand that there is no other day we're living in other than the age of deception, Brother Walden. This is the day that was spoken of. Amen. Would you help me pray for this word tonight? Lord, we love you. God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, there's such an anointing tonight in this place. Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated today. In the scripture that we read to us this evening, Jesus' disciple came to him asking, What shall be the sign of thy coming at the end of the world? And Jesus' very first words were, Take heed. That means, be careful. That no man deceive you. These were the very first words, Brother Forbes, out of his mouth when he began to prophesy. Of end times and end days. I believe today it's very evident throughout scripture. That the last days would be inundated with spirits of deception. Seeking to corrupt not only the world. But the church in these last moments. Of this dispensation of time that we're living in. And if you think about it you will become angry in the Holy Ghost. Is that all right? Paul told Timothy, he said this Know also, that in the last days perilous times would come, and in verse 13, part of that prophecy, he said, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Many here would think, I can't be deceived. I'm too mature. I've been around for too long that someone would deceive me. I want to give us a word tonight. Jesus said in Matthew 24, that if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ or there, believe them not. For there shall arise false prophets. And I, I, I want everybody to know that, I am, that S is in there. That you would know there would be a multiple of them. Not just an end time prophet that would be that tribulation prophet. But in the end time there would be false prophets. And shall show great signs and wonders in so much. If it were possible, the Bible said they shall deceive the very elect. So let me tell us this today. If you are not careful, if you are the very elect, you can be deceived. Now that's a scary thing for the common Christian that doesn't make God the number one priority in his life. Amen. Let me tell you, if you put God on the back burner, Amen, the devil's going to sneak in your house. Amen. If you're not watching spiritually, let me tell you, He'll crawl in your front pocket. You'll believe every word He says. Because He talks so sweet and beautiful like He always does. I want you to hear this preacher today. You better be careful about who you're listening to today. Mark 16 tells us this. And these signs shall follow them that believe. It never says or it never tells us to follow these signs. But we live today in an age, in a generation that we, apostolics, can run after signs. Because we need a miracle in our life. Because we're hunting in time revival. Because we are looking for great things to happen. Let me tell you this. You better be careful who you're running after. Because you'll see miracles, signs, and wonders Amen. And whether you realize it or not, they will deceive you and you'll believe somebody is something that they are not. So we need to make sure that we understand who it is that is working these things. Now, I want to say this today. We are looking always for apostolic uh, movement and power and authority. And thank God we have seen the presence of God here. As a matter of fact, Madisonville has been one of the most apostolic, power packed cities in the entire world. Did you know that? More signs and wonders have happened in this city and the surrounding areas. In Coiltown and all around here over times past and generations gone by. Amen. Let me tell you, we're living today in the age of miracles, signs, and wonders. God is still moving. God is still opening blinded eyes. God is still raising the dead. God is still. Oh, listen. Devils are still being cast out in Jesus' name. If you're not careful, you're going to chase something that you wish you hadn't have chased. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall take up serpents. They drink any deadly thing. It shall not harm them. Those are apostolic signs and wonders. I believe today that we need the signs confirming who we are. How many in this place have seen miracles? Amen. Amen. Seen a miracle. I mean, a flat out miracle nobody can ever deny. Brother Kevin, what'd you see? I saw my mom who they said would never kneel again or walk again properly, stand straight up without the need of anything else. That's a miracle. was preaching out here my wife and I seen a man with a six or seven inch section of spine missing from his body get up out of a wheelchair and walk across the floor that is apostolic power and authority that that comes from the power of the Holy Ghost that resides in spirit filled people and let me tell you in this place I've seen God move and people be healed and God minister and we have seen the word of God go forth Amen. But I want to tell us this today. I'm feeling this in the Holy Ghost. Amen. As I begin to pray today, God began to reveal some things to me. Amen. Uh, it never ever tells us to follow the signs, it says, let the signs follow the believers. You better be careful. You better be careful whose Facebook post you're liking and loving and kissing. Just this past week, I met with organizational leaders who put out a warning over a oneness preacher. Several have been preaching that whose life is full of wrongdoing and I'm having to deal with all of these issues besides the church. And I'm telling you this, that you you better be careful of the track record of folks that you're following as a matter of fact let me tell you this you need to search up the history of all the folks you're friends with because I'm here to tell you they'll paint you the biggest portrait of of a loving, caring, compassionate uh, savior that you've ever seen in your life and in reality they are nothing but the devil is that all right? I'm preaching the truth I'm going to tell us today the dangers of social media. Amen. I didn't intend to go here, but since I'm here, I'm going to dwell here just for a minute. Amen. The devil, the Bible never talks about the devil as, as, as having a, a long uh, tail with a point on the end and blue horns and in a red suit. It said that he would come to us as an angel of light. And, now, and let me tell you, you get an angel of light, you have somebody that is that is is choreographed and, and somebody that is, uh, uh, that, that is portrayed as an angel of light and they're working signs and wonders and miracles. Let me tell you, if you're not careful, you'll be deceived in a New York second. Amen. That's the truth. I was listening to Brother Finney. Brother Finney told me there's a prophet that's been going around. Many in this place have gone to hear that person. He told me, he said, I was watching on Facebook and he said there were several people back there. He said around the back side and they were tied in Facebook and he said they had earpieces in their ear. They had mouthpieces in and he was prophesying to everybody and he was letting everybody know about the things that were going on in people's lives. Amen. And convincing people that he was something special. Let me tell you today, you better watch out who you're following. You better be careful. Listen, I know we've got a hunger to see the presence and the power of God move, but let me tell you something. Amen. We've got a handful of believers, we've got a multitude of believers in this place today, and I believe God can reveal His power and authority. I don't, my Lord, I don't need a. God can move in this house right now, He has the ability. Amen. To manifest his presence any way that he wants to do. He is the mighty God. Amen. 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 But I want to speak to us today of some areas that men and women and society and even the church are being deceived today. Paul told Timothy this Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times, I want want everyone to know this. These are today. Please don't make a mistake and think this is in the future. He was prophesying of today. Of 2023-2024. He said, He said, The Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times some shall depart from the faith Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Amen. If we could understand what's being said here today, Amen. He's talking about people that that talk so wonderfully that that produce. The, so powerfully that were so swayed people's minds, amen, that that pretty soon that false doctrine or false line of thinking or that false attitude or that false accusation, amen, was real. I want to tell you today, you better be careful of what you're believing and what you're taking in as truth because if you're not careful, there'll be some devil that will convince you that something is truth when it's an absolute lie. Amen. Everyone today has a pulpit. Amen. I want you to see what he was talking about in this. He said forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. Now this is so important to understand. It doesn't say they drop baptism or prayer meetings or the infilling of the Holy Ghost everyone understand? I mean, they were baptizing in Jesus' name. They were being filled with the Holy Ghost, and they were having prayer meetings. But they added to the apostles' doctrine, therefore they polluted it. Let me tell you today, you better be careful of people that add things to the doctrine, calling it the gospel. Amen. You better be careful of man-made things that are added to the gospel Amen. And think that it is the gospel. I, I want to explain something to us today. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. It doesn't take much to leaven the whole lump. Every bit can be leavened in just, with just a touch of something that is impure. Church, be not deceived. This doctrine of death, burial, and resurrection... Repentance, baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost is still the old message of holiness that it's always been. Amen. Let me tell us today, there's not another message that will save you than the original message preached at the birth of the church in Acts 2 and 38. That was the original message of salvation that was given unto men. Amen. Oh, listen to me. That's the message that that, that saved people on that day. That's the message that 3,000 people were added to that day. That's the message that 5,000 were added to later. That's the message that the house of Cornelius followed later. That's the message that the disciples, John, amen, they came to later. That's the same message that the Philippian jailer came to later. Let me tell you, it's still the same message. It is repentance, amen. It's baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and it's the infilling of the Holy Ghost. With the initial evidence of speaking in another tongue. Look in the Word of God. Examine the Word of God. Try the word of God and you're going to find out that what I'm telling you is the absolute truth. Listen, we don't have time to preach things that are not in the word. Hallelujah. Second Thessalonians 2 says many would be deceived by signs. The working of miracles because they receive not a love for the truth. Amen. People would would lose their salvation. They, they would lose what God had given them. Why? Because they received not a love for the truth. Amen. You better love this word of God. You better love this word of truth. And and I want I want to tell us this again, and I hope today right. this is impacting you the way it impacted me at the prayer place and at my my desk. I, Listen, I I want us to understand we got to have all the Word of God. Every bit, every drop, everything contained in that Word, Brother Forbes, I got to have it. Amen. I better have it. I've got to have it all. Amen. And I can't be afraid of it. I've got to take it. Amen. I've got to eat it. Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. In the beginning, amen, was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Amen. Let me tell you today, when you eat the flesh of Jesus Christ, you literally devour the word of God. Amen. You want more of Jesus, get more of the word. You don't need another self-help book. Amen. There's 66 books right here. Here, amen. that will save you to the uttermost and it will tell you how to be saved it will tell you how to live for God it will tell you how to get your life in order it, oh my it will tell you how to forgive people it will tell you how to show mercy in men's life it will tell you how to do right and how to do wrong and then you're going to find it in this book <laughs> this is the book Amen, this is the book. And I get this. I know that I've got shelves full of commentaries and books and different ideas and different thought processes. Amen, and I get all of that. And I, uh, listen, I want to warn you. Amen, if you're not careful, you'll get a bite of something that will pollute your soul. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. You'll get a bite of something. That before you know it, you are what you eat. And you'll become something that you never intended to be because you've ate somebody's wrong idea. You've ate somebody's false doctrine. You've ate somebody's... Oh, listen, amen. You better be careful of what you take in your life because if you're not careful, you'll glean the wrong thing and you'll think the wrong way and you'll perceive something entirely wrong. If I've ever preached in the Holy Ghost, I'm preaching to you tonight in the Holy Ghost. You need to be careful of what you're taking in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil wants to deceive folks with different doctrines today. New revelations, new understanding. How many of us pray for those things? Give me a deeper revelation. Give me a deeper understanding. Let me tell you today, I, I get all. I, I want a deeper understanding of who Christ is, Amen. But let me tell you, if you're not careful, you're going to be asking for a new revelation and a new sign, Amen. And there's going to be an, an angel show up with a book. And he's going to give you something you've never heard before or seen before. And before long, you're taking something in your body. Let me tell you something today. Amen. The prophet Muhammad ran into an angel one time. Amen. And that old angel began to declare some things to him. And right now, amen, one of the largest religions of the world is that religion of Islam. It is a false doctrine. It is a false god. Amen. Let me tell you, it was birthed out of a false report because of man. Amen wanted something different 600 years after Christ died what am I telling us today amen instead of looking for new revelations and new signs and new wonders how about living what God's given you How about acting what God has has commanded you? How, How about being obedient to the scripture that you've got? I don't know about you, but this book right here is a mighty big book. Amen. Every time I look at it, I think, my Lord, how in the world can I devour all that book? Amen. But let me tell you, try living in the book. Try walking in the book. Try comprehending the book. Try reading the book. Try listening to the book. Get into the book and you'll get saved. You're not careful. You're going to bump into some doctrine, some false thing, and it'll consume your mind and consume your thoughts. Amen. Let me tell you this today. Amen. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion It's good enough for me. Hallelujah. I had to explain a question. I'm watching that clock so carefully. I had to explain a question at prison. And that question that those ladies had requested a Bible study was on the Sabbath. And I, I had to get in the teaching on the Sabbath. And I, I broke that down. I explained it. I, I described it. I told them what it was. I told them about the difference in days of Old Testament and New Testament. I told them, hey amen, I let them know that uh, the resurrection was on Sunday. The day of Pentecost was on Sunday. Amen. What day is holy day? Every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Amen. That's that's what I have to have and what I have to understand. Amen. But there's people around today. Amen. Explaining to everybody that we have to go back to the old ways of the law. Let me tell you something. Amen. The law was nailed to the cross. Thank God we're living in a new dispensation of time. Amen, every day is holy day. Today we are living in a generation that is deceived. We are dealing with gender identity deception today. It is running amok throughout the world. The Bible said in the last days perilous times shall come people would be without natural affection. Amen. I want to give us some understanding about that today. And we need today to look to the deeper cause. And I want us to to understand something today. Satan is always playing chess. Okay. He's trying to get you here. But he knows most of the time he can't get you here. He's got to get you here. And then here. And then here and here and here. Brother Danny until he gets us there. Amen. So you need to know today that the greatest deceiver of all times, the Bible said in the book of Revelation, that has deceived the nations. Amen. That's who's after you. About that. That's the one that says, I'm going to get Brother D.J. Arnold today. That's, That's the one. That's the one that says, I'm going to get Brother Jerry today. That's the same one that says, I'm going to get Brother Danny today. Except he didn't call him brother. That's the one that's after you. That's the one that's after me. So we need to understand this this gender identity thing and what it really means to the enemy of your soul. In the last days, perilous times would come, people would be without natural affection. Let me give us some understanding about that today, this Gender identity devil is acting under a cloak of deception. And what is he doing? He is really attacking and destroying headship and godly order. Uh, Oh, and he's playing the gender identity role in order to steal the headship away from people. I, I I, I want the people of God to hear me tonight. God is not the author of confusion but of peace. I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk plain tonight. You want to know why boys are struggling being boys today? Amen. And wanting to be with other boys? You want to know why girls are struggling being girls and they're wanting to be with other girls? Because men have abdicated their godly position and place today and women have assorbed authority and it has created confusion in the household. Amen. Boy, I know that's against Western theology and our understanding on the issue, but I'm going to give us some meat to chew on tonight when we go home. Amen. First Corinthians 11 said, I would have you to know that the head of the man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man. Amen. I want to tell us this today. When this gets out of order, chaos always follows. Do we understand it? And, and We we went through that revolution and, and believe it or not, it was a revolution because it created a different way of thinking. You better be careful of what part of revolution you're part of. This sexual revolution, amen, it, it warped the minds of a nation, of the world, and it brought into an idea, amen, that was really cloaked in destroying headship, in destroying God's way and God's. God's elect and God's amen. God's given way of 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 acting and doing and creating and making amen. And and it and it knocked and it tore and it and it wreaked havoc until today we're living in a in a day amen. Brother Jerry said that they had a meeting amen that that before school started and and they told them this that uh, if a little girl wants to be a cat. You can't talk to them, you can't say anything to them, and you can't pray for them. And, and if a little boy wants to be called by a little girl's name, amen, you can't do anything about it, amen. And they said this you better check your faith at the door. That's right here in Madisonville. Is, is that right, Brother Jerry? That's right. Amen, they told him that. that You want to know why? Amen, there's an ACA because we want to get kids out of that kind of atmosphere. We want to teach them godly concept and godly understanding and godly authority and, oh my, and teach them about headship and teach them about the beauty of holiness and teach them about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. This old spirit was seeking Amen. In that thing there. Amen. To thwart God's will and God's plan and God's purpose. And this is a very deep Bible study that I don't have time to cover completely. Amen. 1 Corinthians the 11th chapter. Amen. I would have you to know that the head of the man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man. Amen. When this gets out of order, no doubt chaos follows. Amen. Men and ladies, I want you to hear me today. Amen. You are men, you are God's designated priest of your home. Amen. Ladies, look at your husband and tell them they are the priest. Got quiet, didn't it? They are the priest. Come on, they're the priest. There you go. You ladies. You are, men, you are the priest of your home. I want to say it again. Men, you're the priest of your home. Oh, come on. We can beat that. That's that's what the Bible says. That's what the Word of God said. Listen, you remember what I said at the beginning? The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder, the cutting away of bone and marrow. Amen. This is the Word of God. That husband of yours is the priest of your home. Amen. Amen. Right now, this world is in revolution today because of what has happened in this world with the attacking of headship and authority. I want the church to listen to me today. First Timothy 2 said, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath, and doubting. Now I want you to hear me because this is so important. I might not even get past this part today. I will therefore that men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without wrath. And doubting. And then he goes right into the women. I told my wife. I said this. I've, I've read it a thousand times. I've examined it a thousand times. And I've wondered why this short passage here. I wonder why, why is that? But it's because the message is so deep in that I would that men lifting up holy hands everywhere. Brother Kevin, would you would you help me to read a scripture? I don't want you to read it yet, but I want you to go to Exodus 30. We're going to go to 17 verse 21. You something that you may have never known. I want you to know that you want holiness preached, and we want holiness preached. I'm preaching holiness too, but I'm going to preach it in a way you haven't heard it before, brother Kevin. Read When they made that labor of brass. They made a foot of brass, so the labor of brass was reachable. It was more reachable than it is right here on the bottom step of this for an old man. So it was, I would sur- surmise, within reach. Now read on. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet. Their hands. Aaron and his sons could wash. In their feet because with their hands they're about to offer sacrifice. And with their feet, they're about to walk on holy ground. Do yeah. you see what I'm saying? Amen. This is holiness one-on-one. We want to talk about the body being covered. Let me tell you, the priests were covered. Amen. From, from their neck down to their feet. As a matter of fact, the Bible commanded them that their naked would not show. In other words, the hinder part of the calves of their legs. Amen. Amen. Read the next part. When they go into the tabernacle. tempted to go to the altar without washing Brother Kevin they were struck dead everybody say holiness Holiness. Peter said repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for what the remission of your sin which is the washing away of your sin so now we know and then that through the remission of those sins, Brother Danny, I have been made clean. Yeah. Brother Chris, would you bring that microphone to me? I, I want this. I, I know there'll be people on the and all of that kind of stuff. But if they approached the altar without washing, Brother Timmy, they were struck dead. Now... Did the water wash away their sins? Symbolically it did. Now we understand this. That by faith they were obedient to the word. Just like baptism. And through their obedience by the washing of the water. They were made clean. But that's not the end of it. If you will study worship. And priestly worship. And study the era. The, the, the priesthood there and, and how they behaved and how they acted. What they did is this. When they approached the altar for the laver there, they would take the water, they would wash their hands, and it was a symbolic gesture that I'm clean. Yeah. And then when they approached the altar, they did this. And it symbolized that I am holy and washed and clean. Now we find written in the Word of God I would that men lifting up holy hands, holy, watch being made. Amen. Now look at your husband and say you are the priest of our home. That's why the Bible says, I would that men lift up holy hands everywhere. Amen. Because they were signifying that you are the head of your home and you are the priest of your home. Uh, let me tell you this. If, oh my, if your family's going to serve God, you've got to show them how to serve God. If your family's going to live for God, you've got to show them how to live for God. You need to get out of your pew sometime and say, son, come on with daddy and let me show you what we do. Amen. We lift up holy hands under the Lord and we magnify him and we glorify him and we exalt him because we know that it symbolically. Some said, I I can't find the place where it says the priest. The husband is the priest of your home. I just gave it to you. I would that men. Lifted up their hands everywhere. Amen. Lift them up. Before the Lord. Symbolizing holiness. Unto the Lord. Someone gave me a. A statistic the other day. Said if the children came to church First. 10 to 15% of the kids and I'm, I'm going to be off in my numbers but around about and if ladies came to church first we find that I don't know if 20, 25% but when the man led Brother Gregory over 90% of the family followed because the symbolic factor of the father being the priest of the home let me tell us today when we have children, Brother Forbes, that are wondering if they're little boys or little girls, it is no wonder they'll not be men and ladies when they grow up. Right. Now you want to know why, they're, why we have a gender identity problem? Yeah. Amen. Because if the devil can destroy the boy's gender, he's, we're going to lose Boy. the priesthood of the home. Let me tell you, he wants to tear up the household. He wants to tear up the phone. He wants to tear up your Oh, my. Let me tell you something. Husband, it's your job to take your wife and live for God. It's your job, amen, to get your family together and pray. It's your job to show her how to live for God. It's your job to show her we're going to give our tithing unto the Lord because the Bible said it's holy unto the Lord. It's your job to show them. Uh, You you don't go here and... We don't go there, and we don't do this, and we don't do that. Let me tell the men something tonight. It's your job. It's your job to reign as the priest. Your home. Amen. Oh my. Let me. Today, homes are torn apart, broken families, broken households, broken children. You want to know why? Because so many men have abdicated their role, Brother Kevin. So many families have been lost and destroyed because the man of the house has not said, I'm going to show my family how to live for God. I'm going to say this, and it's liable to get me in trouble before I get out of here. You know, everybody says this, you know, happy mama, happy home. You know, and, and let me tell you, there's much truth in that let me tell you my my job 100% of the time is not to make that lady back there happy now I try in everything I do but my job is to be the priest of my home and in being the priest of my home sometimes she's not going to be happy with me oh my because sometimes I'm going to say no Well, we don't do that today. That's why we have broken homes. That's why we have a broken society. That's why we have a world that is on fire and turned upside down and inside out. Amen. I, I, I bumped into a, an old man one time, an older gentleman. He was in his 90s. His wife was in their 90s. He told me, he, he said, I've been married over 70 years. And he said, You want to know why we've been happy so long and married so long? And I said, I'd love to know. He said, we made up in our minds. He said, said, when we got married, he said that I would make all the big decisions and she would make all the small decisions. And he said, in 70 years of marriage, there's never been one big decision to be made. (laughs) That's how you wind up with broken homes. Ladies, let me tell you the truth today. We pull the cart together. But that husband of yours has veto power. Do you understand what I'm saying? As the priest, of and I, and I, want, I, I want you to know why. Because when, I know I'm going to run over late. That when... God came looking for the family. He said, Adam, where art thou? He he wasn't looking for Eve. He was looking for Adam because Adam had to answer for the family. Man, I, I want you to hear me today. One day you're going to stand before the Lord. Every one of you. Amen. Now let me tell you why Brother Cook preaches the way that he does. Because the Bible says one day that I'm going to stand, Brother Bogle before the Lord for this church. I will have to give an answer. You want to know why I get hard sometimes and I preach the way I do? Because I got to stand before the Lord. And one day I'm going to have to say, I'm not going to put up with this. We're not going there. We're not going to accept this. Amen. Why? Because I got to stand and give an answer of what's right and what's wrong. Let me tell you, I got to live according to the word of God. It's got to measure up. Ultimately, the man will stand before the Lord for his family. I don't know how the broken, reassembled families will all make. It. I don't know. But I do know one day the great judge will judge us all. I don't know how he'll put together flesh and blood and bones and piece all together. Brother Brother Walden, I don't know how he's gonna do it, but he's gonna do it. And, and we need to understand today, amen, that this is so important in living for God that we get this thing right. Because if we get headship mixed up, we wind up with chaos and a dysfunctional family. Young folks, young ladies, young men, I want you to hear me tonight. Young lady, Don't attach yourself to some young man that is not worshiping in the front altar area. He'll lead you down a wrong road. Young man, you better find you some chaste young girl that loves God more than they love themselves and love their body. Amen, you better find you somebody that's given to holiness and righteousness. Oh, listen, that's what God is looking for in the family. I'm preaching holiness tonight, and I'm preaching headship, and I'm showing this tonight what it takes to get this thing right. We gotta get it right above anything else. Stand with me today. I'll One of the reasons today that we're having a gender identity crisis. Is because Satan is trying to destroy the home. He's trying to wreck the home. He's fighting us in that gender Gender identity crisis with an attitude and a doctrine of victimization. You see what I'm saying? Today, that's what he plays. You'll never convince me that Satan didn't play the victim in heaven. How else in the world? Let me tell you, if you're not careful, you'll be controlled by people that have lived a victimized life. And they'll control you because if there's got to be a victim, amen. then there's got to be a perpetrator. Oh, my. Amen. And, and, and today, this, this idea of all of this, amen, it is the destruction of the home. And today, that's what they're defending that thought process with. And they're trying to make victims of those, amen, that are taking part of perversion. And pretty soon, people are taking the side of perversion because it is a victim. Let me tell you something. You better be careful of the wiles of the devil, Amen. You better be careful of him. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord tonight. God, we love you today. I praise you today. I thank you for the word of God.